0: There comes a time in each man's life when he can't even believe his own eyes.
1: It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you very much, Eric Kramer. Happy Saturday. Happy weekend, everyone. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, we are Mance and Mitchell in your ears for the hour. And we have some pretty special company today to be announced very shortly. But first, let's say hello to the man who came back perhaps a bit crestfallen bowed but not broken after his adventure to see it. What is it? What are they calling it now? It used to be Safe Kofi. I'm so yesterday. uh, T-Mobile Park where the Mariners play, and you went to some contest that did not work entirely to the advantage of the home team.
0: Yeah, the baseball game. I think that's what you're talking about, and too good to be true, but, I mean, it did happen. We got 14 games in a row. We were hoping for 15 to tie a franchise record didn't quite happen, happen, fell short of the Houston Astros as uh, tends to happen. You know, they're the number one team in our division, but it was nice while it lasted and hoping for more win streaks again in the future following
1: the All-Star break.
2: Very good, and I hope they do it. That would be fun.
1: Do they still do that thing where the league that wins the All-Star game has the home field advantage?
0: No, I'm pretty bummed about that because now it pretty much, puts everything in MLB's game to basically like football or basketball where it just becomes like a talent show as I like to call it especially in basketball you know they're not really trying they're just showing off and the MLB all-star game doesn't really mean as much as it used to anymore now it's just the whatever team has the better record going into the World Series
1: gets that home field advantage. So they decided to get, a, get rid of the equalizer with that randomness factor and reward merit. So <laughs> That's it. So, of course, there are going to be a whole lot of people who aren't going to like that. Uh, the New York Yankees used to pay that what was it, $75 million luxury tax or something and win the World Series anyway. Mm-hmm. They're laughing up their sleeves the whole time.
0: Well, they still do. I mean, they're pushing a really good record this year and threatening the Mariners' 160-game single-season winning record. I and see. They're on. Yeah, well, so they're for the ones it.
1: that uh, they're the ones that ousted the Mariners back when the M set that record and didn't go to the World Series, mm-hmm. which still rankles me. But I see how that happened. And uh, as I've been saying, I hope the Mariners are this year's Cinderella team. I would love to see them advance, make the playoffs, and then advance. God bless them. Yes, let's be the wild card underdogs of the American League. And with that in mind, I think maybe we need to turn for some deep subterranean metaphysical advice and offer it to the mariners, especially if the consultant is none other than Mary Beckman.
2: Mary Beckman is a master galactic healer, medical intuitive, evidential, and transmedium, and metaphysical teacher. Her prowess with healing and providing personal readings for people is well known throughout the spiritual community. She Is available for private readings and interviews and enjoys living in the PNW with her husband and four dogs in Tacoma, Washington. Mary Beckman also has been a guest host for us on an occasion when Gary and I aren't here in person. And she's been one, and she's one of those friends we actually met. So many of our radio friends we've never seen in person, but we met Mary Beckman out in Seattle. And last but not least, just as a matter of full disclosure, is I personally have received healing sessions with Mary Beckman. So that, I think, says everything I need to say about Mary Beckman. Mary, we are very, very happy to have you here today. Hello. Well, thank you so much. Good to see you. I have the advantage of
3: you guys. I can actually see them. They can they can see me, which is possibly good or bad. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm happy to be here today. Thank
2: you for very having good me. very good. I um if you got something
1: oh actually I was just, just typical soft opening I mean what, what's the latest and greatest in your life, Mary?
3: Well, since I let's see since last year I've been working on understanding what it means to be a shaman. That's been my focus and writing my new book. So what I'm working on now is the difference between power and force and respect. So I always felt like I knew what respect was, but now I really know what respect is. Respecting the mother, respecting trees, respecting rocks, respecting ourselves. And it's been a big walk because I I didn't know that was coming. So the things you said about me are true but also the shaman thing. So of course, I went right to the chief and I said, can somebody be born a shaman? And he said, absolutely. So I'm learning to be myself like everybody else
2: on earth today. A lot more to dive into when it comes to that. When you mention power, force, and respect, there is a power and a force that just about completely bowled me over. And I was wondering if you happened to catch any of the web telescope photos that have been coming out in the past couple of weeks of the uh, different parts of the universe we've never seen before.
3: It's beautiful, isn't it? And that's what strikes me is how colorful it is. And from my view, when I go up there, or I go to the ship, or whatever it is I'm doing, it's color, color, color. So to be able to see that in a way, you know, just as a human through my own two eyes, rather than my third eye, it blows me, it really blows my mind. It's beautiful.
2: We, we've seen pictures of the earth from the moon and from different places. And we're kind of used to our little blue and green ball with the white clouds. But when you start looking at other galaxies and see the oranges, the the reds, the purples, the pinks, the greens, the blues, and the vastness of all of it, it it really it 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 really um, it, it can be very shocking that we are one tiny, tiny, tiny little planet in a very ordinary place in our galaxy. And there's all this other stuff going on. And so when we were talking about having you on today, one of the things we were talking about was healing the planet and you are a master healer. And this is kind of where I wanted you to start. I remember in geometry, sophomore year of high school, when the geometry teacher put a little dot on the blackboard and said that's one dimensional and then drew a line and said, you know, that's two dimensional, and then drew a box. Now the box was still two dimensional because it was on the blackboard, but of course he drew the box in a way that it appeared to be three dimensional. And in your in your book the art of your energy you talk about five dimensional and beyond and you were just referencing it a couple minutes ago when when you're seeing things out there what how do you how do you know about these other dimensions well that is an interesting subject for
3: today because today everything changed so hopefully folks felt that I woke up this morning and I thought, "Hmm, something's different." And I sat in my chair, and I was contacted by one of my guides who showed me just how different it really is. And so, oftentimes, they'll have me look back at Earth and see what Earth is doing. And Earth looked beautiful. It reminded me of that photo. Remember in the '60s when we got our first look at Earth? Do Do you remember that? The very first time Earth was ever photographed from the from the um, the Apollo was it? Apollo? Yes,
1: because it was the first opportunity from that vantage point that humanity had a chance to see that photograph. There is our home and yeah. someone completely separate from it, but able to photograph it. I remember looking at that photo and thinking, that's a perspective that I never even entertained.
2: We have a a neighbor with that photo on a flag in front of their house, yes? Isn't that the one you're talking
1: about? Uh, The one I'm thinking, I think the Mary's talking about was from the the command module, one of the Apollo uh, missions, and that it was a picture of the Earth from space, the whole Earth. Like nobody had taken a picture of that heavenly body from outside by a human, just taking a picture out there of that. It had never been done
3: before. And Nobody
1: was out there to do it.
3: (laughs) No. Well, there were a lot of people out there to do it, but nobody had the, um, I can't say it on KKNW. Um, What the deal is, is looking back at, I just looked back at that photo the other day, it came up in a documentary and I just still went just to understand what does it look like right there, you know? And so for me, when I'm on my ship, I look back at earth and that's how I can see how we're doing as a. As a group right and so today it looked completely different my energy was completely different the two meditations i've done already this morning completely different so something just went uh, it's like it's like we kicked in a gear um my guide was the morgan this morning and she said i look different to you do not be afraid she looked resplendent in this light like i've never seen her before And I hope my friend is listening because she had a crown on her head. And my friend just texted me and she said, I just saw the Morgan. She had a crown on her head. Come on. This is the the divine feminine going, yeah. And that's what we're feeling today. It's just so big. And earth is just dynamic. Yeah, we don't need a human to send a picture back. We can get up there and look at it ourselves.
1: And this Morgan, to borrow from a line in Rain Man, did she look sparkly?
3: She does. She looks sparkly. I love the Morgan. She's one of my beloved guides, and I don't hear from her very much. So, well, let's
1: go ahead. Let, let's get into the rich ore of what you just brought up the Morgan. A lot of people are going, What are you talking with the Morgan? And if Frank Morgan played the Wizard of Oz, What are you talking about? Who, who is the Morgan? And in the firmament of metaphysical guides, there with that government of heaven, to borrow another phrase, there. who is the Morgan and, and what is her its function within your spiritual life and what could the morgan be communicating to all of humanity
3: so if you want to look her up it's m-o-r-r-i-g-a-n and i too are from that part of the world one of my many incarnations and she comes through as a guide do i know much about her no because i have a lot 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 of guides and so the ones i work with most right now are the chiefs so that's what my goal has been in the last few weeks is just work with the chiefs, work with the chiefs, because right now is Sundance and, and um, powwow and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of giving back right now. And so that's who's been talking to me. But the Morrigan came through one time when I was reading and she put an axe in my table. So that got uh, that got my attention. And so she has always been somebody who can move the energy out of my life that I need to have go so she was not my guide ever so i i know very little but very personal to me these people are real so it's like meeting somebody that you absolutely love that you don't know much about it's kind of like that so I it's like kind that of that's great
1: it's yeah. a, in a sense a hidden influence but a beneficent one
3: yes absolutely and the other day i went um i was at a um place called mystical wares my friends own that beautiful store up north and i was there as as just one of the readers these guys are like family to me so i show up every once in a while it's a long ways away it's it's five hour round trip so i don't go very often so um what was going on there is i was having my um guide's portrait done by lola singer and she was drawing this guide and he said his name was spare and so what Spare had to tell me was he was one that stand outside of the circle of many of my guides that can access my own energy and give me a boost. He's like my battery. Oh, am I thankful for that? Because you guys know I have my energy, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm adjusting my energy up and I'm doing a lot right now because I'm about to go on a a pilgrimage, if you will. And so I'm rehabbing my leg and rehabbing my my ability to stay up, stay awake and and, you know, vertical (laughs) so it's really great to know i have spare and i have worked with him since and the blast of energy that comes in that i'm then able to give out somebody else it's like exponential it's huge
2: you said earlier that there was a a change today that you could feel Mm -hmm. that there's something that is different are these changes that are going on In other dimensions that are kind of filtering down into our 3D dimension?
3: What's happening is we are feeling Mother Earth. We're feeling the Schumann resonance, the heartbeat of Earth. We're feeling that. We're also feeling the sun that has huge energy and it barfs up on us all the time. (laughs) And it's been doing both of those things a lot. And so if you want to know about that, please look it up. I think it's S c-h-u-m-a-n-n and what that is all about is these two heavenly bodies make us feel things also whatever's floating by at the moment makes us feel stuff too that would be uh serious and we are now in almost, well, we're beginning to get into the lion's gate as of, I think, was it yesterday? I think it's Leo season. So the lions are out. So all of that is coming in too. So we've got the lions, we've got the earth, we've got the moon, we've got, you know, we're in Leo. That's love, love, love. That's what that sign's all about. So today when I woke up, I could feel my Leo self. I think I'm not Leo, I'm, I'm Aquarius, but I've got a Leo rising maybe, but I've been seeing lions now for about a month lion bands you know them bands that come to visit us and so we're really feeling a lot today
2: a lot of change when when you're talking about the the schumann resonance when you're talking about the heartbeat of earth then it isn't then an influence that's necessarily necessarily outside of our own orbit this is something that that could be because the 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 sun is beating with a, a certain resonance, that this is now influencing our little part of the world. Yes. As, as opposed to, let's say there's another dimension which is influencing us, you're saying that influence may be a lot closer in, in where we live. Does that, does that make sense? I want to kind of wrap my ri- mind around some of these things that You take for granted, Mary, because you understand them. But, you know, you're talking to people that don't understand all that stuff as easily. So I hope you don't mind my questions.
3: No, there's a second part to what you said. That's definitely what I was going to talk about now. You know what? I only understand enough to know I need to pay attention to it daily because it influences how I feel every day. So instead of thinking that little tickle in my throat is something else, The pressure on my chest is something else. The tickle on the top of my head is something else. I go to the space weather and I find out what all the heavenly bodies are doing. So right now, also, the other thing that's going on is there are ever so many galactic ships in our atmosphere. That is part of the pressure, too. So we're feeling them. We're feeling the activation of the element, the elementals on the Earth. So I just posted a photo today on my page on Facebook And I was taking a picture backwards of the sun. So I do this all a lot. (laughs) I was out in my yard. I held the, the camera up. I took the picture of the photo or the photo of the sun. It came through the slats of my fence. And my friend, Melanie Long, developed that. And you can look in there and turn it sideways. And you can see dogs and cats and beings and humans and all kinds of faces in there. And that is life. That is an actual dimension so we're seeing multi-dimensionally now some people can see that just looking outside in the forest and i'm getting there myself i can see light i can see movement i can see see people and of course that's through your through your third eye right but you can feel it now so people are, are feeling that if they have the ability to feel it and they're contracted to do so so these days there are people who are feeling nothing or lobbing it off on something else you know i'm anxious or i'm ill or i'm stressed out or my job or whatever. And really, if we can just come in and talk to our own self and say, you're all right, honey, you've got this. You're okay. Just let that stuff in. And don't be so resistant. You've got this. If you can do that, that makes a complete change in your life.
2: And when you're saying, let this stuff in when when something is bothering you a, a little bit of a headache a little bit of a cough a little bit of a something and and you're saying you know don't assume you're getting a cold you might be but don't assume that it it may be that there are things that are wanting to communicate at some level either physically or mentally or in some way and so you just need to be open to what that might be. Is is that a fair assessment of what you said?
3: In a different way, you could think of it as clearing, like your self-cleaning oven. So when you become ill, let's just say you really do get the flu. You really do. So you could, if you wanted to, say, thank you so much, system, because what you're doing is clearing out. But you don't have to do that. You can actually just feel your emotions. Feel your emotions or have something happen during the day that sends you off on a wild goose chase and let that happen for a minute or two. Just let it go. Let it go. And then stop and say, Wow, I am feeling stressed to the max. I want to feel why I'm feeling stressed to the max and go into the body and say, Thank you, body. I got you. I see that you're feeling stressed and that's totally okay. What we're going to do is we're going to calm down here by doing a little meditation. We're going to sit. Then we're going to get up, drink a bunch of water. We might go outside. You want to just really be more present and observe what's going on, and those bouts of illness
2: will become less, fewer, is the word. Do do you get when do you get quickly when you're stressed, Gary?
1: I do because when I'm stressed, I find myself going into reactive mode. There, That's not good for my body when, you know, I hear something that seems particularly untoward or irrational. I'm going, how could you, what are you talking about there? And already now the emotions are taking over there. And I find that works against me. If you keep a cooler head, you're far likelier to arrive at an elegant solution to a problem, whatever it may be. The odds become in your favor then. It works for you as opposed to just getting mad about stuff.
3: But not always can we do that because the system is set up that there's all kinds of stuff coming in to, to take away our imagination or to take away our focus. So our job is to simply observe.
2: Oh, I'm glad that you said that because when we were talking about you know maybe not feeling well and you know is it the flu or is it other stuff that you know we're supposed to be feeling because uh, our our attention needs to need we need to we need to ask and pay attention and be aware of what is going on with us when you say be an observer what could be coming at us could be negative or could be positive
3: we don't know and actually if you just think everything is going to be something to learn from it's a lot easier and you can settle your chili down that way so Anything that happens to us could be something we wanted to have happen that we wrote into our life, right? So we can't really get in the way of anybody else. So let's just say this is a hard one for me. Oh, my goodness, because I'm always wanting to be of service. So what was my hardest thing was to try to just allow people to just go through their stuff and just say, hey, I'm here for you. I'm I'm just going to sit here and help you. I'm just going to hold your hand while people go. That is so hard for healer because we want to just get in there and fix it. And it's not our job to fix it most of the time, unless somebody says, hey, can you help me fix it? And then we can say, hey, have you thought of this? Because it's always going to be our biggest, best of stuff is going to come from within, right? And I guess that's why I don't worry about who are these beautiful beings that are around me because I just trust. I read their energy and I decide, are those good for me? Are those folks good for me? Or are they trying to make me uh, come out of my observance into getting all turned up? and that happens
2: too. We we've got a break in a few minutes, but talk a little bit about observance and how people can use this information right away today to begin to move into a better space.
3: Well, observance is is it begins it, it begins by limiting in my humble opinion the stuff that's coming in. So the TV off, social media limited, right? People around us, sometimes, especially like right now in the last couple of years, we've had to kind of pull in and be quiet. And at that point, the be quiet, we can help understand how busy the brain is in the first place. And most people's brains are busy because we are bombarded absolutely with information. So if you can figure out how to slow and relax a little bit, and of course, it's meditation, absolutely number one, right? And going outside and listening to the birds, when you go outside and listen to the birds, or just go outside, listen to the wind, or look at the grass, and just sit and be, we you know, the old thing back in the 80s, were human beings, right? Yeah. Not human doings. Remember that one around in the
2: 80s? Oh, yeah, I'm a human doing. Yeah. And so yeah, it's hard to, to be a being. The other day, um, there were a few people in our community pool, three or four people, and I was inside and I said to Gary, well, I've got this computer work and I've got this house work and I've got this and I've got that. And I'm looking at people playing in the pool. And I turned to Gary and I said, I want to go out and swim in the pool with other people and have fun. I don't want to work on the computer. I don't want to clean the floors. I don't want to do the things that I have to do in here. And that's exactly what I did. I put on my swimsuit. I grabbed an inner tube and I ran out to the pool to play with people out in the pool. Because that's it was when I was really looking at, you know, what difference was it going to make for me to, you know, work on the computer or clean the house my soul was saying, "Go out and play," mm-hmm. and I did, and I did. I followed that that uh, thought that that's what I needed to do in the moment. And that that's not a choice I would make each and every time, but it was a choice I made the other day, mm-hmm. and it felt good to be out with other people and just swimming and just being out in the sun and and enjoying you know, what was going on, the water and the conversation and everything that was outside, where inside it was just going to be drudgery.
3: So you can make that choice every day and you'll feel a lot better. And Gary needs to go out too. Yes. <laughs> By looking at him, I can tell I'm read your energy, bud. So the deal is, is if you make that choice Every day, to follow your inner child. That's your inner child actually saying, Suzanne, go outside and have some fun. Remember what Master Jesus told me? Go out and have fun or we'll make, make you have some fun, which sounded like a broken arm. Remember that? And that is what's happening. So I'm sure you guys have a lot of people around you that are sidelined right now. Those are the ones who are not having any fun.
2: Yeah. Hire yourself. <laughs> you to have some fun.
1: Yes. I like that. You give yourself permission.
2: Absolutely. I also like that you just said slow your thinking because when you said we have a lot of thoughts, I mean there are times when you know I ask Gary what's going on or he'll ask me, and the answer is, well, I just have a lot of thoughts right now. Right. And 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 so we're just like swamped and overwhelmed with too many things. And 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 I, you know, I've got them in, in a dozen areas that I'm thinking about things. Right. So I like, you know, slow your thinking a little bit. Slow your thinking and and every once in a while, pay attention to your inner child and choose to have fun. That's great advice.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm ready to take a break. We only get one break. We only take one break in the hour. We like to have, uh, you know, more talk, less uh Other kind of talk. (laughs) So let's go ahead and do that. It's all about the talk. This is talk radio. We're happy to have Mary Beckman with us as always. She does a heck of a job as a guest host too. We're always delighted when she can take over in our stead. Give us a couple of minutes. We'll come back. Oh, there's the siren. You need to understand, folks. We live in Sarasota, Florida, and the gods have decreed that if we're going to use Zoom technology to broadcast from Seattle, with the good help of always of Nathan Miller. We have to have a siren in the background because we're a few blocks from the fire station, and if anybody within a 10-mile radius needs a paramedic, they're going to go right by our door, and they're going to do it when we're on the air, when we're on the air. And I understand from Nathan that you can't hear it. Count your blessings. (laughs) Give us a couple of minutes. We'll be back with the Mary Beckman Show, as told to Manson Mitchell, right here on AM 1150. Stay with us. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures, detailed in each magazine, with all your itinerary, we could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please, get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.
0: Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Manson Mitchell show page at com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-team of Alternative Talk is mansonmitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com.
1: On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Caroline Heldman, political pundit and professor of politics, to discuss recent events from an
2: historical perspective. On Saturday, Michael John Fierro shares his analysis of our country's numerological standing and what we can look for based on this esoteric science.
1: Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007.
2: We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150
1: self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150.
2: Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest this hour, Mary Beckman, a friend that we actually have met in person. Mary, I am holding your book here, The Art of Your Energy. Mary Beckman, M A R I B E C K M A N. If people would like to get in touch with you for books, classes, you know, find out what you're doing, connect with you, what are the ways in which they can do that and where can they find you?
3: They can find me at marybeckman.com. Or they can find me on Facebook under my name. Uh, On Facebook, it gives my phone number. (laughs) Good pattern. I I actually had somebody call me the other day. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Off of Facebook. It's so funny. I forgot it was on there. Yeah, do your best. Just think about me. I'll know know you're thinking about me.
2: (laughs) very good all right marybeckman.com that's the place to find her and everything else that she is up to are you still doing classes on the art of energy
3: i decided i think it was last week that i would put my next month's classes on hold because I'm writing book two, the God sphere. So that's another Art energy book, but the God sphere, I've been playing around with those codes all year and they are really amazing. I still use the old codes. Of course we all do, but then we figured out that some of those old codes are actually Reiki codes too. So I've developed that and it'll be a book um, also writing that book about being a shaman and that path we took. So uh, there's three books in the hopper actually works great to do three of them at once, because as he, As the information comes in, I just put it in the right pile. It's actually pretty easy. Actually, you know what? Life is pretty easy. It's us humans that make it hard.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're pretty good at that, too. (laughs) I wanted to, this is an interesting little coincidence. At our church, Sarasota Center of Light, we have some dedicated people, few in number, but wow, these folks, even in their retirement, very energetically provide nourishment for us, there when our campus is fully open and we have these services. And afterward, they, you know, they're the the coffee crew, you know, the the angels that make sure they cook up some or bake more often than not some wonderful desserts and everybody has a good time. We have named them, or they named themselves because you were present at the creation, I was, Suzanne. I
2: was. Of all things.
1: Of all things, <laughs> they are known officially as hands of light. That's the name, Hands of Light, and it's been going on for years and years. So if anybody's infringing on anyone's copyright, you'll hear from our lawyer. (laughs) Hands of Light, Mary Beckman, you've got a group very well positioned and platformed on Facebook. Why don't you take a couple of minutes to tell people what that means to you? Hands of Light on Facebook.
3: Oh, gosh, that means so much to me. That's one of my most exciting things I ever get to be a part of. So uh, Ann Mukherjee, who goes by Maggie now. So Maggie Mukherjee and I, uh, a couple of years ago, decided that we were spending an awful lot of time praying and helping people during the day. What if we had a group? Oh, my goodness. People just seem to really like it. There's more than 1,300 people in there now. And so people are offered to put their name up on the wall and say what's going on with them. And it could be pretty much anything, or they can put somebody else up as long as the other person gives their okay. And as long as people don't do political stuff or, you know, fight amongst themselves, we're not into that. We just want to help. And so it's just a whole bunch of wonderful people who do praying and healing for folks. And there's some very talented healers on there from lots of different schools of thought. So try us out. Get on there, and we'll let you in. It's private, but we have a bunch of moderators because we don't allow any baloney. And is that on Facebook? Yes, uh-huh. Facebook, and it's called Hands of Light. Hands of Light, yeah. We and you know what? It's funny because one of my favorite metaphysical books is called Hands of Light, but we didn't even think about that when we were creating it. So if anybody goes to look at it, it's an Arizona landscape in a rearview mirror. But it's kind of hard to find because there's a lot of things called hands of light. So just keep looking or you can contact me. You have to be a friend of mine first, though, because that then I can just shoot you in there. Or you can go find it and say you're interested and just say, you know, let me in and we will.
1: I've seen many times people who find themselves in one type of crisis or another will turn to the group, specifically to you, Mary, but to the group hands of light to get the support they need. And y'all respond pretty well, pretty quickly.
3: There's a good core membership that really does a lot on there. I'd say there's probably 100 people that are very active, but everybody else is there, too. I have tons of people that come up to me and say, hey, the other day on Hands of Light, and they're not part of that core that really works. So I know people are watching. I know people are praying and doing their work. They're just not saying anything because a lot of people right now are doing that closing in thing where we're taking some time. That happened to me a couple times, and then I just go, I like it, and I send, but I don't chat. Because we, you know, we can't can't do it all. So just come and visit, chat if you want, put yourself up. It's a rush to be prayed for by about a hundred people or more. It feels like nitrous oxide to be put on that group and have a problem and an hour later you don't. It's just and we've had some pretty cool miracles too.
1: I'm glad that we got that out there, uh, Mary, because you're doing a lot of good in the world anyway, but that's in a particular way. And it's easy. People are interested. They want to engage. They want to be conscientious in a concrete way for the benefit of others, even strangers, people they'll never meet. You know, there's something virtuous about that. And you give them a platform.
2: Isn't that great? I love that part. When you said earlier, and and I, I keep going back to this because I'm intrigued about this idea that there is something going on right now that the the heartbeat got changed and things are are shifting and and changing. Now things are always shifting and changing. Is your sense about this change um, well, like anything, is it is it both good and bad, or do you feel like it it is in one direction or the other? I feel like it's
3: nothing but positive, and that's how come there's 1,300 people on Hands of Light. If we were talking about this dreaded stuff was going to come, we'd have 13 million people. Because people love to talk about doom and gloom and what's going to happen. Is the asteroid going to come? When's the When's the flash of light? You know, there are, and, and it, I just have to tell you, I think it's positive, even if it feels like it hurts. <laughs> I think it's all positive because we are the we are the group that's making it that happen. Like my chief says, he says, you folks drank the alcohol so everybody else can drink the lemonade. What that means is it's coming through us, feels a little unpleasant while we're filtering because we are the filter, etc. This light comes through us, comes on down, we ground it. So as you're feeling pucky during the day, ground it down in because that's how you 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 use that energy that's coming in. Right. And so um, hold on. I lost my train of thought was really important. So I just believe that it's very important to keep a positive attitude. So the other day I was in Pennsylvania and I was in Delaware when I was sitting there and I was waiting for my friend to have an operation. And I was right between two blaring TV sets. And, you know, I don't watch the news. So it was about eight hours. Blair, Blair, Blair. It took me uh, it took me a while to get over that. I had to clear myself a ton. It was just absolutely awful. And I know some people are sitting out all the time. And so I know that's not good for me because that stuff is pretty controlled. And so um, I saw many, many dead people in that hospital too that I I assisted with my friend to release because we were right next to a really old cemetery. So it was a beautiful experience actually. Uh, to understand that that is what makes us feel crazy during the day. It's all this outside stuff. And I I don't do doom and gloom. That's why our
2: membership is only 1,300. I, I heard you say it would be 13 million if it was negative. We have talked to more <laughs> than one psychologist and psychiatrist who have told us that human beings are actually wired for negativity <laughs> And in order to be positive, you must do that consciously, because if you are unconscious, you will gravitate toward negativity, toward the saber-toothed tiger, toward the people that that you're going to get eaten, you're going to get killed, that kind of thing. Whereas if you consciously uh, think positively, you can override all that. And I'll tell you what it reminded me of, Mary. I, it was it reminded me of something that that really got me going and that was the gentleman who knew the the date of the uh, Apocrypha. He, this is the last day on Earth before Earth is over and done with mm-hmm. and send me a dollar and I'll send you the date. <laughs> this man made millions of dollars. From oh. All these people that wanted to know when the last day on earth was going to be for a dollar for a dollar. And I said, oh me, I want to get in on that scam. Yeah,
1: that's how he put his kids through
2: college. I want to I get in on that and say, hey, I, I'm going to come up with another date sometime yeah. in the future. Send me a dollar and I'll tell you when the date is. I mean, I just think that's the funniest thing. Oh. But it's that attraction of negativity to negativity.
3: It, it's true, and one thing that my little ears pricked up when you said the human being is—you know—we're wired for that. We were wired for that. So what, con- what controls Earth that's still there a little bit wires us to, to pick up on that. So the thing I was just riveted when those two blasting TVs was this lady. I'm gonna—I'm gonna show you. You guys can't see since it's radio, but there was a, a female anchor and a male anchor, and the female says to the man should we be afraid of the, and it was, I'm not even going to say the word. And I just went, holy criminy, you know, uh, no, (laughs) let's not. And and so, yeah, I, I fully understand that those people in 2020 and 2021 that have huge followers now, they were all, there's still one that I watch every once in a while, those big eyes of fear. It's like, come on now, just dial that puppy down. Because if we go forward in absolute love, and that's why... People had a problem with me because my relentless positivity is just gonna bother some people.
2: Oh yeah. The guy who's selling the last date on earth for a buck. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> I, <love> him, <laughs> I want in on that scam.
3: Because <laughs> why don't we just think it's gonna be today? So why don't we just think today's gonna be our last day? So what are we gonna do to live fully? Let's just yeah. say today. Because we don't know, do we?
2: We, we, we'd have a lot of telephone calls to make telling people how much we love them.
3: And that's why we're going to say it now. So what's, what I've learned over the last couple of years while I was sitting in my little chair, you know, observing, <laughs> um, is that I'm just going to love the heck out of people and expect and really feel it in my bones. And I'm going to get that back. I get so much love. You guys wouldn't believe it. Did I get that before? I didn't. It's a choice. So it's not popular to say your good life is a choice. And so I get I get yelled at about that every once in a while. But you can get up in the morning and say, I am so grateful and I choose to be happy. I choose to be fully present. I am. And your your day is going to be different.
1: I want to I want to launch, and I use that word advisedly. <laughs> Mary. I want to launch into a a new topic here. Uh, We've touched on it uh, through allusion to uh, the Morgan and and other beings of uh, higher perspective than we humans possess. What do you think? What do you hear? What is communicated to you, if anything, Mary, about the state of the human race as perceived by other civilizations out there who know of our existence when they tune us in what do you think they're seeing
3: they are really watching us now and they are mesmerized by our resiliency of living under the control for all the years we have and they're mesmerized at the fact that so many are waking up just in droves and coming online to understand, hey, that's that's not gonna be okay. So I'm really interested in what's gonna happen this fall because people have been through some big hardships the last couple of years and it's not gonna stop. This this yeah, he tells me I can't. Archangel Michael stepped in. So this is this is very important to say, and I want to say it exactly right. There will be some things shown to us that are not true. It's time for discernment and it's time to step up and say, nope, or yes, <laughs> because there, there'll be lots of ways to to look at things differently, and we are poised to do it. So, eh, All our space brethren out there that love us so much that want to assist, which absolutely cannot unless we say yes. So I spend my day saying, come on down, land yourself on the White House lawn, get on in there and take control. They are not going to do that. They will never take control. It's We just got to figure that out because that could be part of this. This craziness that I feel is going to happen is this this um, disinformation is going to come out. So if you see somebody landing on the White House lawn, ask yourself in your heart. Is that true? Ask yourself what the news is going to come out soon. Is that true? You'll be able to tell what isn't what isn't. That's how you understand what's up there. Is that is that an Elon? (laughs) Is that a star? Is that a ship? Okay, a spaceship or is that a helicopter that plane? You learn that stuff by discerning through your heart same thing
1: it's all the same I'm always curious to know how much capacity brain capacity do we not utilize because perhaps we're not ready for it we haven't evolved to that point that's where I get bogged down in this too Mary because I'd like to rely 100 on my intuition it's pulled my bacon out of the fire many a time mm-hmm. but I also like to make in fact I feel I need to make room and give equal time to the rational side the left side of my brain because I have to know where I'm going and particularly why I am doing what I am doing and then knowing that why and committing to it allows me to go through a lot of stuff in life with that purpose in mind it's like keeping your eyes on the prize okay Okay, so intuition but also rationality and then I ask myself what what if you know 80 percent, 85 percent of my brain is going unused and this head is a hat rack after all how do I move through that to a higher perspective
2: and, and when in- I ask
1: for myself I ask for the human race when do we get yeah. to that place it seems like evolution's a wonderful thing but it sure is a long trajectory
3: and again what I'm saying is at the basis of what you're saying is actually an untruth That the human only has a certain capacity that is not true the human is being shown the great capacity that we have now why are we feeling tingles on our head why are we feeling pressure in our chest why are we feeling this great it's because we are evolving this is us us human race (laughs) we are evolving and this brain can do anything that's why entrainment works that's why me over here can come over and give you a kiss on your left side in Sarasota and you're going to feel it. So you are not dumbed down. You are not, not using your brain. You absolutely are. So come into your body a little bit more rather than listening to what's outside of yourself and say, body, teach me who I am. And you're more than you ever thought.
1: That's, you know, that would be a great, and I say this in all seriousness, uh, the old-fashioned term would be sermon. Today we say a talk. There, you're more than you're ever, you are more than you ever thought. Maybe you're more than you ever dreamed. You know, you're more than you ever imagined. That would be a great spiritual talk by anybody who has access to a large audience or a small one in a church, for example. The, the idea that maybe it's a TED talk waiting to happen. You're more than you ever thought, more than you ever dreamed. I could really see you doing that and laying that out for people in a way that would inspire
3: them i can see me doing that in sarasota because now i have more friends than before <laughs> over in that part of the country and i really want to even though marty keeps sending me photos of snakes i still want to come <laughs> so that's my goal and that's you know part of what i'm going to be doing when i go to spain in september i'm going to be a, a channel on a trip on um the camino de santiago and so that is what i'm doing and so that they tell me that my little leg i'm re- rehabbing <laughs> can make it because people have been walking that path since there was a path so the the being that came in to talk to me about that was saint james the way of saint james and he says you can do it people people are going to limp along and you can limp along too don't even worry about it you can make it and we're just doing the starbucks slice you know this is only it's only a few miles a day and we've got a support van so we're going to be fine but um this is the thing i'd love to come and do that talk because i fully believe that if my little pea brain can get wired to do what i do anybody's can because i'm no different than anybody else
2: well you say that but i think you're pretty extraordinary mary so and you have thoughts that a lot of people don't have so you know we'll, we, yeah go
3: ahead it's just funny that you say that because you know my codes they come out in a certain way well a bunch of us weirdos were at dinner the other night and my friend said When you sit up in the middle of the night and say, oh my gosh, Tom, they're going to bring smoking in public back. She says, you need that code that has the physical blowback. It's called the wiffle ball or the wiffle bat code. (laughs) Tom can wiffle bat me in the middle of the night. (laughs)
1: Well, let me, this is an interesting little tidbit. So uh, is there, I think I know where it's coming from, but is this friend of yours concerned that all of the things that were Visible demonstrations of government concern for public health are going to be eroded because with a more authoritarian style of governance, you have people saying you're not free to get an abortion, for example. But if you want to smoke inside your favorite restaurant there, nobody should tell you otherwise. You're free to do that. It's an odd sense of of that whole fulcrum between responsibility and freedom. And people are, are rather shouting at each other and past each other in consideration
3: of it. Oh, I'd love to come back if you're gonna open that door. <laughs> um government concern for people, I'm gonna call you on that again. though that's a oxymoron. <laughs> yes. So yeah, yeah. So none of that government concern is real. Come on, kids. No, it's not. So when no. you say things like I stayed at home and I did this. You're going to go outside and do the same thing. Come on. So fight me on this. (laughs) But I'm just trying to say is that um, we are going to have to look at what has been ladled to us like pablum, especially in the last few years. And we're going to have to know that some rights are going to get taken away. And what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? I choose to mind travel and fix it. Others are going to hold the sign. Others are going to come right up and toe to toe with some of those jokers. So however you decide to do it do it because your life depends on it and can, the other side of it is it's gonna be okay because this was all written it has to happen
1: it was all written i should have picked another book off the shelf yeah <laughs> the idea you know here's an idea and it's simple it's easy despite people doing their best to make it not so easy how about you go vote
3: if oh it means oh, you see go there- no. But,
1: well, that's that's where I'm going to give you an argument. If you don't, if you don't vote, stop griping about the things you don't like because you're, you're just, assuming yeah. no voice.
3: Let me. Let oh no, that is not the voice. That is the accepted voice of thought of control. Has that ever actually worked? Think about that. Think about it. So, what was so interesting this last time we had to vote? I had no idea what I was going to do, and my husband kept saying. You're going to have to fill that out. You're going to have to fill that out because I'm going down there. I'm going down there right now and fill it out. I went, handed it to him. That is the last time. And you know why? Because I can make change in a different way because they're going to say those, 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 you know, stuff we've been doing in Washington State probably works probably totally fine but now people are thinking oh no that's not okay and it's just this disinformation i'm not on any side i'm actually not political i like to collect the buttons but that's it but what i'm trying to say is is some of these things that they have labeled to us here little human have this small taste of what could be okay if you understand back where that vote, when that day that vote happened they gave you here little human have this as we take these rights away
1: And your solution is?
3: I gave it to you. We're either gonna to have to we're gonna have to hold the sign, we're gonna to have to do whatever, whatever you feel like. If you feel like voting is doing something, vote. I will never tell somebody not to take that, right? Vote if you feel like that's good. Get out in the middle of the street and say something or do it like I do it I do it in my mind and, well, I'm and b- I That's
1: it. where it becomes a bit more of an emergency depending on where you live and we're running out of time here so when we talk next time let's talk about that because if you get out with a sign in the street where we live and you're hit by a car by somebody who is upset that you're blocking their way they are not liable you are you with yeah, the sign yeah. and the vote and all that so that's that's a rich vein of conversation that we can go into the subterranean chambers and discuss that the next time you join us, which we're always happy to do. You're welcome anytime. Thank you, Mary Beckman.
2: Thank you, Mary. Thank you, guys.
1: All right. We hope everybody has a great weekend. We'll be back next Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific. We say that because we're also on 1150kknw.com. You can catch us on the station or online. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening.